How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listening highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Welcome to the new year 2016. I'm Sandra Carusi and a new life to Inside Jokes. We're starting off with an industry program. We haven't had one of these yet, but I'm happy to because this is an important part of the comedy world is the people who put it together, who help promote the talent, who give them a house to do it in. Um, And here's some fellows who uh, are pretty, um, you know, experienced in their own right. Uh, We have Mr. Barry Taylor who actually was, is brethren, former brethren. Yeah. Right? You worked on our brother station, at, uh, was Edge 102.1. Now it's 102.1 The Edge. Yeah, I was there when they flipped to 102.1 The Edge from was, Edge 102. Oh, my gosh. Was that hard to it say? It's a big deal. That's yeah, a big I, deal. I didn't, I didn't agree with it at, time, at first. <laughs> I was like, why are we doing this? It's like, but, you know, what the hell do Brand, I Brand, mean? baby. Yeah. And you're a, you've always been a comedian, even before you did radio. I started doing stand-up when I was in radio, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, like open mic nights, that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Started doing open mics, uh, yeah, shortly before I got let go. Oh, I yeah. can see you've, you're over that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm okay. I'm here, I'm, right? I'm good. I'm good. You want to see yeah. it's in my bag? No, but... I know. No, you've gone on to big, big, bigger things with Comedy Records. Yeah. Which produces a lot of comedy albums for big and yeah. up and coming. Yeah, we um, produce stand up and. Uh, sketch comedy albums mm-hmm. and uh it's the first and only label like that in canada yes so we're doing that that's very exciting i guess you know with your radio background you could appreciate the importance of having a label yeah absolutely yeah. yeah and the network from the radio definitely helped get everything going oh so. good yeah, yeah. and because uh, we'll get into that a little more further on that um some of the artists what we've got um k trevor wilson who's a won- beast Beast, male comic of the year. Yeah, his album won uh, recording of the year. Wow. Yeah, he's a he's a he's good. So that album that won is a comedy records album. Yes. Okay. So because I want to learn a little bit more about that and how people go about doing their albums, I know we've had a few comics here in studio, obviously with their own uh, albums. Right. Um, and then you've appeared. You have the Collective, which is an interesting group of comics. Yeah. Basically, it's uh, we're just. You know, comedians that work together, do shows together, Mm -hmm. and then do stuff on, everyone does stuff on their own as well, because it's, you know, it's a grind in Canada, and you want to be able to take opportunities when they arise and not Mm -hmm. have restrictions, so Mm -hmm. we just kind of, you know, come together, do stuff, and then also separate and go do our own stuff. Yes, that's very cool. That's good collaboration. Steph Tolov is part of that. She was here on the show. Yeah, she's amazing. Best female stand-up comic award in the Canadian Comedy Awards, which is nice. And um, you've been on MTV, Much Music, Raptors NBA TV, uh, AUX TV, uh, and written for the Comedy Network and Google. So, Mm -hmm. you know, chump, that's for sure. And then, then we have the man, Gary Rideout. uh, I am also here. Also, welcome, Gary. Comedian and producer and now owner of the very famous comedy bar at 945 Blur Street West in Toronto. Very famous? Comics love it. We okay. got the word. Do you, right. Are you aware of this? Should I be telling International you International, too. Yeah, no I, lie. I heard people know about it. Uh, <laughs> so why do you think we're... Let's talk a little bit before I get into that. The Comedy Bar opened in 2008. Yeah. And uh, lots of, obviously, stand-up and sketch and improv acts. 
And it's like a Cinderella story. It's a small hole in the ground comedy club for for you and your friends. And Some people stop at a hole in the ground, so I'm <laughs> glad you have more to say about it. But. It just goes to show it's it's not what makes it home; it's the people. Yeah, and obviously you've done a great job of that. We actually did a great show just last night. Um, uh, right now, there's a festival going on called the Festival of New Formats, where all the the first week of January every year is a hard time to get people to come out. They've just done all their holiday stuff, so we do a festival every year called Festival of New Formats. All the shows are free, uh, oh. completely free, and uh, but the concepts have to be new ideas for sketch improv or stand up shows, like completely new ideas. Oh, and so it's so it's an opportunity. It's like a low risk opportunity to try new ways to present show ideas. And out of that, like shows like like a show like Rap Battles that runs once a month at the bar has gone on to become the Canadian Comedy Award winning best show in the country. But wow! Uh, but by the same token, like so, we did a show last night called Yelped. And um, it's I I was the first guest for it. We would mm-hmm. do other people, but a guy interviewed me, and we read the worst Yelp reviews for comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then improvisers do improv scenes uh, yes. based on the reviews, right? And That's cool. I just I I think Yelp's idiotic, and I hate the reviews. So, right. uh, I, I, but I think they're so I think the bad ones are so funny. So that was a fun show. It's to It's like do. Jason Reitman's live read that he does. Yeah, yeah, right? and it's like. It's popular. People love that stuff. It's yeah. a nice spin that you guys did that. Yeah. Well, we did. I mean, we did. Listen, we had a show yesterday called Rikers Island, which was just forty guys playing William Riker, all, <laughs> all stuck in a stuck in a prison together, and all dressed as William Riker. We did a show on Saturday called Roomba with a View, which was an improv show where they took a cardboard cutout of a guy and taped it to a Roomba, and then it just ran around the stage and was in all the scenes with people. Oh, so good. we get a lot of incredible submissions for the festival, and then we throw those. Out and we take all the dumb ones and we do those and, and those are exciting enough that hopefully we find new like I like pushing the boundaries I like pushing the limits and finding new you know we are yeah. an alternative to other things so yes. it is it, a different kind of venue and that's why we have that reputation I guess it's uh, I think because it's independent it gives the opportunity um, for the independent comedy promoter to kind of come out and you have an interesting business model there and I want to learn more about that because I've done my own shows too and and uh, this was 20 years ago, long before there was opportunities like Comedy Bar. So it's a nice, I think that's why comics like it so much. It gives them an opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I, and I'm, you know, I think I come from being a comic myself and I realized like there wasn't a model like this and I wanted to do something different that was better for the community and, and, and the timing and where we were at within being a community. Right. Well, we're going to hear more about that on Inside Jokes with Gary Rideout from Comedy Bar and Barry Taylor from Comedy Records. I'm Santa Cruz on Talk Radio AM 640. This is Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640 and HD Radio. And we're back on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. I'm Sandra Carusi with Barry Taylor. Hey. Hey. And the monkeys. That's why I feel like the beginning of that when I'm going to start saying who's here. And Gary Rideout from Comedy Bar. Hello, I'm still here. And producer Vince. What's up, everyone? What's up? Welcome back, Vince. Nice to have you wake up today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, talk- we're talking it's with It's a new Gary- year. It's Pete, a new it year. Easy. We're talking with Gary Rideout from uh, Comedy Bar, and uh, I mentioned earlier before the break how it is popular amongst comedians. Um, it's a it provides uh, independent comedy playground and the mecca of comedy in the city, um, with the likes of Tim Meadows, Colin Mokri, and Louis C.K. What dropping in unannounced? Uh, yeah, you know we were. It's funny, like the the JFL Forty Two Festival started after we'd already been open for a bit, and 
you know, JFL had JFL tried a regular uh, festival model in the summer here, the way they do in Montreal, and it it didn't really work. Uh, Toronto is a vacation city in the mm-hmm. summer, uh, so you know, I I met with them, and they were like, you know, they came to the bar, and they were like, we want to do a different kind of festival in Toronto, and we want to sort of tap into what you've tapped into here, and I was like, okay, yeah, cool, and and then they sort of, you know, constructed JFL forty two as this festival model, and it, you know, it. It really it works in line with the kind of acts that I bring to the bar and stuff like that. So we became a hub for the festival. Um, you know, they were like, "What do you want to have at Comedy Bar?" And I was like, "I want Andy Kindler to do the alternative mm-hmm. show. He's my guy. He's mm-hmm. the first guy that I ever brought to the bar. Uh, wow. I just he's my favorite comic. And you know, and 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 so many Toronto comics, you know, make the pilgrimage to Montreal to see him do the alternative yes. show there. And I was like, we're all going from Toronto to see him do it. If we do it in Toronto, people will go. Yes. And so we did it, and you know, I remember I, you know, I was at the Louis show at Sony Center, and I was just gonna go home, and I was like, and I talked to Andy. I went to, for Thai food with Andy that day, and I was like, I think Louis's gonna come by after, and he's like, I don't know, you know, we're not buddies as much as we were before, and I was like, no, I bet he's gonna drop in on this show. I just have wow. a feeling, and so I like left Sony Center. I was gonna go home, and I was like, nah, I'm gonna. I turned around and drove to the bar, and halfway there, I got a call, and like, yeah, he just came into the bar. Yes. He went wow. to the dressing room. That's he wants crazy. to do a set, and I was like. And so our, you know, our tech guy Mark tweeted out, uh, "You're gonna want to be at the bar like Louis C.K. is gonna do a set." Oh and then God. like, I just the bar was flooded with comics within ten minutes. Like the social network of the bar is so funny, and there were people telling me that they were like, you know, on their bicycle, like about to go into the subway, <laughs> wow. and then just, you know, just locked their bike and came back. Oh yeah. And then, you know, I think Louis didn't realize that the tech knew that he was there, and so when he was introduced. Like uh, Mark had the sound cue for Louie and played like his the, oh, the, nice. the show theme, and he was like a little bit taken aback. And then guys in the back of the room were like hugging each other with joy, like oh, audience yes. members. Oh yeah, were just so excited That's that he great. was there. And it was like, you know, he did the, you know, he did 15 minutes of of what he had opened with at Sony Center, and it's, I I think wow. even for him the thrill of d- doing that same material for a you know a hundred people instead of you know three thousand people was. Yes. You know, it, he wanted to do that. He wanted to yeah. feel that. So that's crazy. It was, and he didn't have to do that. It was very nice of him. I think so. I, I mean, that's the, the great thing about Louis C.K. I was at JFL in the summer, and he popped in on the Nasty Show, and the crowd went nuts. So mm-hmm. I, including me, I was by myself standing. Ah, oh my God, <laughs> Louis C.K. He was workshopping material. Yeah. Uh, but with you guys, he played the same set of the first fifteen of the Sony. Wow, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, and it's like. You know, I think also the the thing is we brought in a lot of comics, uh, you know, from the states. A that we could have like that that fit that niche of like it's a very small room. So and and our dollar is not as strong. So it's like you have yes. to you you get someone who's like about to break. Yes. Once they've broken, that they want to play, right. you know, some massive room somewhere, and mm-hmm. and it, and the dollars don't make sense. Like I'd have to charge people fifty dollars a ticket to go to this intimate yes. space. But but we do get people on their way up, and we got a lot of cool people that have really popular podcasts in the U.S. So all of a sudden now, Comedy Bar gets brought up on these American comedy podcasts all the time. Like and whom? That, like whom? Oh, um, you know, like uh, WTF with Mark Marin or the Sklar Brothers, That's or huge. Mark you, you know, a lot of those guys ha- yeah. have talked about the bar. Uh, yeah. Like it's and it sort of like has grown the legend beyond what it actually. It's just a rectangle in a basement, but right. do, but I, uh, I love that they do. It's so nice. It's it's interesting too because we do shows in New York and uh, like shows in the U.S. and but in New York particular, uh, just talking with other comedians and promoters and saying we're from Toronto, and immediately Comedy Bar comes up. Like, immediately wow. we're down there. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's the... We talk about the Toronto scene. They're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Comedy Bar, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's 
I mean, it's amazing for me. I love it because of I know Gary and, and the guys there, and to mm-hmm. see what they've done like on their own is just unbelievable. So, Barry, why do you? Th- I'm asking you specifically, not Gary, but why do you think comics like it so much? Because I've heard about it, and why do you think? Uh, I without trying, you know, sounding whatever cheesy or lame, it's just a very genuine place. Like it's a very people are there. They're fans of comedy. They're comedians. They love comedy. It's like that. It's that first and foremost, and you can feel that when you go in, and there's that sense of sort of community really in the in the bar yes. and um yeah it's not there's nothing fake about it it's all very genuine and i think that's very refreshing especially i mean in comedy in general but especially mm-hmm. in canada where it's very you know plastic i want to talk about that because that's come up on this show numerous times uh about the comedy industry in canada and kind of where we're at let's say compared to the u.s and i'm santa carissi on inside jokes on talk radio am 640 you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. And we're back on our industry edition of Inside Jokes. I'm Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640. Our first of 2016 huge shows coming up on Inside Jokes, right, Producer Vince? Yes, we have a the lot pe- lined up for, the, for this year and just for the month of January alone. Uh, but with two industry folks like you guys in right now, do you ever fear, is what I wanted to know, that either comedy bar, or comedy records gets to a point where you, where you sell out, where you just you you become you're not underground anymore. You're not that cool spot anymore. You're not that mm. label that people want to get to Good. anymore. You become the norm. It's like that band that you like that nobody heard. Yeah, no, yeah, become commercialized. commercialized. Yeah. Hmm. I, I'll say that already happened. Um, but I, I think that happened with our whole generation of comedy. Like Louis C.K. was an alt comic, and he's the biggest comic, and, and so much of the alt scene became the mainstream scene. Hmm. Uh, you Good know, point, yeah. That's just, you know, and I'm, I mean, people don't say alternative anymore. It's, no, it's, 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 it's all it's, one it's a, now. Yeah, it's yes. all just comedy, right? Yes. You know, or if something's alternative, it's really weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Right. Like it had to go real, because cause that whole, that entire movement, that entire scene just became popular enough that it was mm-hmm. regular comedy. So mm-hmm. I, I would say, you know, are we some of the other more established uh, clubs? No. Um yeah, and you know, and like I said, I was joking about the that uh, show that um, we did with the Yelp reviews or whatever. And it's like, you know, you'll read a review for where someone's like, "Ah, this was no Yuck Yucks," and I'm like, "Well, that's okay. Things can be different." Mm-hmm. And Yucks is great, and we're also great. It's just two you different. Don't, you things. don't want so that I, polished look. Yeah, essentially, I, I don't yeah. mind that that you know, it's not going to work for everybody, and that's okay. Yeah. So, what's the difference for an audience? Per, for, if I go to watch comedy at Comedy Bar versus a mainstream, what's the difference? Well, you know, I guess Yuck Yucks would pick their lineup of three comics, and that would be what the show is that runs from Wednesday through Saturday or Sunday or whatever. At Comedy Bar, you know, we have two stages. We have uh, two shows a night in each room, three shows a night in each room on Saturdays. So, wow. the, you know, there's about 20 oh, wow. shows a week, mm-hmm. and they're, and all 20 of them are a different show. Exactly. So some are improv, some are sketch, some are stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I always tell the audience, if you come and see – like, it, it, people have to become – uh, you know, they have to get a taste for the bar. And so often people, you know, someone from the public will come in, they'll see Catch-23 on a Friday, which is like, you know, one of our marquee improv shows that we do. And then that's sort of their like gateway into going to comedy bar shows. They really enjoy that. They'll only do that a couple times. Then they'll be like, then they'll start feeling more adventurous. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, now I want to go see this other thing, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll check out a stand-up show or they'll check out a sketch show. And, mm-hmm. you know, they'll realize you know, oh, maybe uh, I didn't like that one as much. But you know what? Something else is starting in 10 minutes that's a completely different thing. Right. And so, 
you know, it, it is like a, a just a, a, a greater variety of different kinds mm-hmm. of things. What a great choice. Um, and that's what we try to promote on this show all the time is get people out to watch live comedy and what you offer. So how much would that cost, uh, Dorothy? When you come in, oh, uh, for the, all those shows. So, so all uh, you know, sh- our shows are between five dollars, and you know, if we bring someone in that's expensive, it's twenty five dollars. But all the regular shows, all the local shows, are usually five or ten bucks. It's like, and, and you know, it's, um, and the money go, go, essentially all goes to the artist. They pay like a, a small fee to the venue for so that we have a technician working the show mm-hmm. for them, mm-hmm. and the rest of the money's there. So if if you're a good promoter. You know, there's a guy who can do one show a month at the bar and sell it out at ten or twelve bucks. Then he's gonna make you know a thousand or twelve hundred dollars. And it's like sometimes you know, as, you don't get even as much. a working comic, yeah. you don't get that much. No, you so don't. So if you are a hustler and yeah. and 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 in the end you can back it up by being a good comic, then you can keep a regular show going every month and have another stream of income, which mm-hmm. is you know, which is a hard thing to come by working in in comedy in this. Co- I know you know pro comics who are great comics that are on a roster somewhere and, and you know, it's just hard. There's so many comics and there's not enough clubs to get booked. So maybe you're making six or eight or $10,000 for the year and you need to have another job. If they're, if they're on those rosters, are they allowed to play at your place? I don't know. From the best of from my knowledge. perspective, they're allowed to yeah, do whatever okay. they want. Yeah, but no, from the best well, of your it, knowledge, dude. they cannot. Have you had people on rosters uh, secretly of course, we're not saying names, so it doesn't matter. No, people are. Yeah, I think everyone's allowed to drop in and do a show or, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we have an open mic on Tuesday. We have some, you know, a regular weekly show on a Wednesday or Thursday, mm-hmm. like a Laugh Sabbath or Chuckle Co. where people just do seven minute sets. And mm-hmm. it's like, I think, you know, the the powers that be at other, uh, you know, other companies know that that's good for their comics to get as much stage. They're going to oh, be out trying good. to get they're yeah. they're going to be out trying to get as much stage time as possible wherever they are, uh, yeah. you know, wherever that is, whether it's comedy bar or, you know, some, uh, you know, open mic and some, you know, dive bar or whatever. Mm-hmm. They just don't want them going, hey, it's this guy mm-hmm. star of the show this weekend. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that. Eats into well, that's them the thing. Headlining at a club for a weekend mm-hmm. or something. So we we never do that. Well, in the eight years that you guys have been open, comedy bars, but I related very much to the comedy store in L.A. On any given night, you never yeah? know what's going to happen. Is that how it works it's, there? It's, they have many mains. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the comedy circle in L.A. is is, is huge. It's you got Laugh Factory, you got the Improv, you got Second City, you got Comedy Bar, uh, sorry, uh, Comedy Store, and a lot of other independents in the L.A. market. Mm-hmm. And there, I mean, it's big name talent any chance you can get. Mm-hmm. In Toronto, when you have a stigma like Comedy Bar that's been around for eight years, yeah, and big name talent kind of pops in on any given Sunday or whatever the case may be, a show in Toronto, and then it's a set afterwards. It's that kind of untold rule, untold uh, conversation that happens Mm -hmm. within the comedy circle that, you know what, you want to try some new stuff off? Hey, you know what? You want to have a good night tonight? Nice. You want to have a good set? Try this room out. And that's what I think cool. Comedy Bar does. Okay, well, we're going to talk more with uh, Gary Rideout from Comedy Bar and Barry Taylor from Comedy Records. We're going to hear all about that after the break on Inside Jokes. Talk Radio, AM 640. Now back to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Welcome back to Inside Jokes and the Industry Edition with Gary Rideout from Comedy Bar. Hello, Gary. Hey, oh, oh. I'm, I feel like uh, I've been, just been really serious with my responses so far. Can can let's, I can say funny things too? Yeah, I, let's do poopoo just jokes. Be, just anything, really. I just I'm I'm so happy to be here, and uh, I'm happy to say things that are entertaining. <laughs> Barry Taylor from Comedy Records. Barry, yeah. How do you start a a 
label for comedy. Um, in a time where you could just get it on YouTube and where does it fit in and how are you monetizing it? Yeah, the well, the idea was it's in 2010, it, the, the label launched and the idea was uh, I wanted to put out a, uh, an album with myself but with like a bunch of other guys mm -hmm. on the album um, just because I didn't want to put out a full album because that's crazy. And, uh, and uh, there was no, so we went to look for a label to distribute it and there wasn't one. Wow. Which was weird. And that's, uh, yeah. It, yeah, that, so uh, a friend of mine, uh, Joel Carrier, who runs Dynalone Records, mm -hmm. was like, oh, I'll put it out. And then I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, what if, can I put out other ones? And he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, we'll distribute you. So then we distribute uh, through Dynalone Records. Uh, now, do because you're the radio background, obviously, same with me. And does it operate like a regular record label where you kind of find, you have the A&R guys who find the talent and then you decide to do an album on a particular talent? Um. Yeah. Yes and no. We so it started in 2010. We started. It was strictly Canadian. Um, but uh, a year and a half ago, myself and my partner Tim Golden, who's a, also mm -hmm. a hilarious comedian, uh, partnered and opened a U.S. side to the um, mm -hmm. label. So now we're working with American comedians. But our goal is also wow. to have Canadians working legally in the U.S. And uh, <laughs> so far, that's happening. So. So we said earlier in the show how Canada, the comedy industry here, is plastic. Yeah. Because uh, I've heard this off-air from comics as well. What is the main difference with, I guess we're talking the industry side, this is the industry show, of comedy in Canada versus the U.S.? From what I've seen just in yes. the past couple of years, um, there is, it's the, the, the thing that's interesting is in Canada, it's such a small industry, right? Like it's such a small pie and so many people are fighting over yeah. it instead of, you know, not to sound idealistic, but no one wants... Originally, people mm -hmm. didn't want to collaborate. People were like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it my way. I, I don't want mm -hmm. to. Oh, you can't do it. Okay. And now there's people like Gary or like Tim and myself who are like, why don't we just start working together yes. and trying to do something better? And that's starting to work, right? Like that's, you're seeing the benefits of that now. In the U.S., it's already like that. There, there hasn't been a club in the U.S. that we've gone to and offered to work with. They immediately say yes, all of wow. them. So we do stuff with New York Comedy Club in Manhattan and the Comedy Inn in Miami these and they're all about it they're like yeah let's go let's go let's start I working kind of thing yeah whereas here outside of gary and mm -hmm. gary's obviously in the comedy bar a unique entity their their backs are up immediately they're like no we're getting no don't you know kind of so it's like all right that's yeah we do do we do our own recordings and we own those or whatever yeah is, yeah right? totally or it's like <laughs> you're like i've talking about the exclusivity thing i've had companies call me and and tell me to take comedians off my website why? Before, just because they're like, well, there are comedians. And I'm just like, I just, I just say no. If the comedian asks me, I'll absolutely do it because mm -hmm. that's up to the comedian. But Interesting. There's yeah. a huge shift is what you're yeah. saying, basically. And it yeah. wasn't like that in the U.S. I mean, when you talk about the pie, too, I mean, we have, you know, 12 markets or mm -hmm. 15 markets yeah, that that's... can have a comedy club in mm -hmm. them here. And you have, you know, hundreds of markets in the U.S. So just right. just for touring alone, yes. yeah. uh, there there are more opportunities in, in the yeah. U.S. I mean, it's funny when a stand-up here, and I mean, we're focusing on stand-up, right? Like, mm -hmm. essentially, right? People don't tour doing improv or, or sketch unless you're, like, doing fringe. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, if you go do a West Coast swing, then you can't do that for a while, and that's half of Canada. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you go out and yeah. do your six weeks, and then that's your six weeks for the year in that half of Canada. Mm -hmm. So now you can't work in half of the country after six weeks and mm -hmm. the year still has 44 weeks in right. it or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like that it's just, a, it's just a small country 
it's a small number of people spread out over a massive landmass. Mm-hmm. And it's like in the U.S., there there are clubs, multiple clubs in every city and in every yes. mid-sized city. So there are just more opportunities. A lot more opportunity, yeah. 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 So what's the relationship between Comedy Records and Comedy Bar? Is that where you launch some of the albums there and promote them? Yeah, yeah, yes. absolutely. We've done um, recordings. There. The very first album, actually, we recorded at, in the main room at Comedy very Bar. Very cool. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've done a bunch of shows there and recordings and... That's great. Yeah, we have we have a bunch of wiring running the roof already, so that we can get good sound mixes with audience response and oh, stuff that's like that. Good. So people yeah. will come in and just hang, like the 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 cabling's all there, and you just hang your drop mics and you get a good sound mix. And what's one of the bigger albums recorded there at Comedy Bar? Um, or well, artists? What artists? Yeah, well, like I said, album? the uh, the very first one was recorded there. Um, we've done uh, comics EPs with um oh who was on that? Yeah, uh, sorry, Kate Trevor Wilson was on that. Yes. Uh, I have to have him on the show. K Trev, please. He's a beast. He'll come on. Yeah. Uh, Mark the Bonus, mm-hmm. Nick Reynolds, and Dave Marhage. Uh, nice. How yeah. many comics do you have on the roster of Comedy Records? Uh, right now, I'd say like 12. 12? But again, it, it is a very like, we're not an exclusive thing, right? We're like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's work together. But at the same time, if you want to go do other work, by all means, go do other work. Cause... Well, what do you mean by other work? Other albums with other people? No, no, not, yeah. no, not albums. Yeah. But I mean like shows and that, right? Like, yes, it's not okay. like, we'll yeah. do shows with you, but if you have a show mm-hmm. that you want to go do. Well, I got to say the whole comedy industry has evolved so much in such a beautiful way in Toronto and Canada. Um, all these opportunities that uh, you guys uh, at Comedy Records and Comedy Bar provide, because comics keep saying they just they want more clubs. They just want more places to play. There's a new one that opened up, uh, Comedy Corner in Toronto, uh, which is a 30-person uh, club. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I talked to Johnny Steele, who's a comic in the San Francisco Bay Area. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but they did a documentary called uh, Three Still Standing, along with Bubbles, a third comic. And uh, you know what? On social With social media now, they book their own room, and um, and they fill it with social media, 80, and they, like you guys said, they make more money that way, uh, which is great. This is about promoting live comedy. That's what we do here on Inside Jokes. This is the Industry Edition with Barry Taylor and Gary Wrightett. I'm Santa Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640 and HD Radio. All right, welcome back to the Industry Edition of Inside Jokes. I'm Santa Cruz on Talk Radio AM 640. Barry Taylor, Comedy Records. Hey. Hey, brah. That's my me being cool. <laughs> that was good. Tedesco, my producer. And Gary Rideout from Comedy Bar. Guys, this has been good chat, kind of educating ourselves on, on the industry and this whole new side of it. And it's nice there's new revenue streams for comics because there was no label before to put out an album. And now it's a great way to promote themselves. They have it on iTunes. You know, we've had a few people through the doors here who, uh, who've had their albums out. So that's nice. You know, thank yeah. you on behalf of the comics. I know they appreciate it. Yeah, I get I get emails fairly often now from comics being like, "Hey, can I can I get two time slots so that I can record my album?" I, and nice. They want to record it twice to so that they can cut together the the best version of certain segments, certain jokes. And always a good idea. Uh, actually, what I want, you know, I was talking to a TV producer friend of mine, and what we want to do now is. Um, we want to set up a bunch of GoPros and like try to when you're going to be recording the audio anyway. Let's shoot it and see if we can get a special out totally. of it. Oh, I uh, love it because you know I think the evolution. Yeah, GoPros are amazing. You can put so many extra cameras around. The picture quality is unreal, and then you can cut between all kinds of cool angles and stuff and see what you get. So we're gonna try that with the next person that comes in to record. And actually, you know, I in partnership with Bad Dog, an improv company in Toronto, mm-hmm. I opened another comedy venue called Bad Dog Comedy Theater down the street right. from Comedy Bar. Okay. And 
the layout there is like it's a lot of wood, a lot of barn board, mm-hmm. and and the stage wood looks kind of like a cabin. And mm-hmm. we, we really want to do it. We want to try it there first. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be perfect. Because the look of it's like we even talked about the idea of like an over the shoulder of the comic walking through. The, like there's a long narrow hallway through the club, mm-hmm. so you'd follow them out into the stage and then start the show from Very there. Very Scorsese esque. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as an audience member, you guys could be part of a comedy special. You know, we watch so many now. There's so many great comedy specials on Netflix. Like you got to love Netflix for producing that. And we've talked about If they're paying people well enough, you got to love it. Yeah. 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 Well, I well, don't know. Do you mean? I don't know what the deal is. Oh, but... you think they're not? I have no idea. I'm just, I just, I just know. I know. I literally don't know at all. But I know it's. I I know it's. You know, we're in this weird place. We're in this weird time where uh, people are making their own content on the internet, but the money's not fully there yet on the internet. So, you know, some jack. Can I say jackass? I yeah, almost yeah. said it. Okay. Yeah. Jackass is fine. Yeah. I was like, cut myself off. But some guy. <laughs> like, That's totally okay. <laughs> you know, some guy will like host some YouTube channel and make more money than a good comedian. Right. Because uh, he talks to the camera right. about something going, you know, but it, it's like People Magazine and it's him talking about celebrity garbage and, you know, millions of yeah, people are watching views. it. Right. Yeah. And it's and like. And he's monetized. And he's it. monetized through YouTube or whatever. And it's like, and then, you, you know, like everyone's making a web series now. And it's like I've made a couple web series. Yes, and and, and I it, am too. <laughs> yeah, and, and not? It, but well, here at least we have a couple funding models where you can get a few dollars to make yeah. it. And it makes sense to do. But, but those but. pinheads motivate those of us with talent. Okay, and I'm even going to put myself in that. If it wasn't for Nicole Arbor, I would never be so motivated to even have this show. I, I don't know who you're talking about. Exactly. Let's not give her a view. But you know what? You know there is some talent there. Good for her. Uh, but she's patrillion views and she went on the view and uh it's good motivation because you know i've heard so many comics go you know like what i what i gotta do around here to to get that like what do you gotta do and i, I don't know you gotta be yeah i mean you know Patton oswalt gave the 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 like state of the industry address yes. in montreal and was yes. like you know you're, everything's here on your phone you can yes. shoot your own video you can do whatever you want so yeah he's great you know i, I, I think i think we, you know and this was a question in, in your sheet which is like yeah i i think that uh, while it's, you, while you can just put your content on YouTube or your stand-up set on YouTube, people are always going to want to go out for that live experience and see you perform in a sure. club. So yes. if you want to put five minutes of your set online to engage people and get them interested in seeing you, sure. I wouldn't put your whole set out there. It's a horrible idea. Yeah. So many, so many, com- I've, myself and, well, more makes up more, I've turned down more albums than released. Really? For sure. Yeah. Why? Just because... Coming from radio and mm-hmm. the music industry and seeing bands do it, and you just people, what a lot of people don't realize is once it's out there, it's out there and it's never going away. So I'm so if it's bad, like it's bad. Okay, why, got why, it. why rush it? You know what's what's the okay. benefit of that? So I'm far more, far more selective. Selective, yeah, yeah. definitely. Because that must be an interesting process for you guys to kind of determine. It can be awkward for sure because yes. sometimes people will say, "Hey, I want to put this out," and you're like, "Man, what? Like, don't." Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's a difficult conversation, but good for you. I mean, it's all in the name of the art, right? And yeah, and at the end of the day, they'll they'll be happy that yes. they didn't, you know, because I've seen it happen before and it's terrible. Yeah. Or they'll just go to someone else and do it, which is a problem that we face as an industry. It's why there's no union for comedians right. because someone offers you a corporate gig and you know that the, the 
company paid three grand to have comedians and then the who you know the company that took the the gig turns around and offers you five hundred dollars out of that three thousand right. mm-hmm. and you have to take it because if you don't some moron's gonna take three hundred yes. to do it yeah uh, you know but so that's everywhere that's that's, that's in everything scab work. that's yeah that's you know yeah but 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 that's the thing if Barry says no that guy might insist that he is ready and record his album anyway and it's like you know I turn down someone's show they go to another venue and do it somewhere else in the city so it's like I, yeah, but you know. yeah, just because you turn them down, it might not sell either. So you've kind of saved yourself a lot of money from the production. Oh, of some that... terrible things sell. Yeah, really. <laughs> okay, how do terrible things sell? Uh, you know, because so... I got some terrible stand-up I got to sell. Sure, but sometimes people that are <laughs> sometimes people that low, are not low, good lowest common denominator. Yeah, sometimes people yeah. that are not good uh, overcompensate with by being really good hustlers. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, and that, you know what? So people who maybe don't have the talent, you know what? And I'm a good salesperson. That's my history, 25 years. So I could be part of that category, really, you know? Like a lot of people could. And well, so- sometimes it's not that they're not good. It's just they're, it, and the other, you know, if you're new, you can get every friend you've ever mm-hmm. had to come out and support you, yes. right? I always say, like to sketch troops, right? When a sketch troop starts, their first six shows are going to be packed with their friends and yes, family. And it's yes. like, can you survive <laughs> beyond that? That's right. right. Can you cross over into having a public audience for what you do or else you'll just disappear yes and that that's brought up on the show before too actually and it's funny at laugh resort when i did open mic nights like 20 years ago i would have a full place so jim vanderberg would book me in right and so one of the comics (laughs) who was emceeing that night goes yeah we got the girl from radio with all her family and friends which is the only reason she's out here (laughs) and i went oh what a great opening i can't wait to go and be really funny right now um let's talk about um some stuff going on in the news of course cosby that that one of those uh, verdicts came down uh, he was being charged this past week um and gary there's somebody that okay and, and there's a differentiation between the person's talent so all he's done in his personal life has now kind of clouded what he's done um as a, a comedian yeah. as a profession and um i think there's another story of this uh you don't have to get too deep without naming someone gary but we were talking about off mic about this oh yeah there are in people, la there, there well yeah there was a situation that's come up in la recently i mean you can just go on social media and yes, see about right. that but you know in toronto it's the same thing there are some comedians that i've had to ban from the bar and uh because you know, of their I, personal life? Yeah. And, okay. and, you know, and I've seen people comment on social media and be like, it shouldn't matter what they do in their personal life. If they're funny, you book them. And I'm like, oh, that's like John a disgusting. Gameshi. But that's yeah. a disgusting. Yeah. Like, I thought, I think that's a crazy and disgusting opinion. And I'm like, yes. I'm sorry. It matters what kind of person you are. I want cool Does people it? hanging around Comedy Bar. I want, yeah, it matters what kind of person you are. So what kind of line? Is, is it because of a, a sexual uh, assault nature? Or where is that line where what they do in their personal life affects uh, because again, the Gameshi thing, he tried to say he's a stooge, but I'm just trying to argue the other side of this. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the, you know, the, the problematic thing is, you you know, I mean, we don't know, n- none of us know what each other are like in our private lives, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's impossible to fully mm-hmm. know someone. And that's why it's always, people are always hurt or shocked when they find out that their neighbor or their friend is, you know, had this devious side to them. Yeah. And, and they're like... They, they, they're they so hurt and blown away by it because they couldn't think that a person would be like that. Yeah. And so it's like... So what's know, the line, though? What's the line? Is it a sexual... So sure, absolutely. Okay. I think it's if so you're you... affecting someone else's life. Yeah. Okay. It's your like own another personal comic? thing? Yeah. yeah, anybody. If you're doing your own thing and it's weird, but you're not hurting anyone else, yes. fine. If you're affecting someone... And the farm animals else, that you're with. And, and I've like said that, to people... You know, you know, depends on the animal. I, there are people... <laughs> there, there are comics Chickens not allowed in the comedy bar right now, and I've said to them, look... 
Uh, you, if people ask you to be on a show, you can tell them that you're busy that night or you're unavailable if that's the way you want to save face for yourself. But from my perspective, you're not welcome in the bar until this is like, wow. I'm not saying you're guilty. I don't know. But 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 enough people have said you are. I don't know what the situation is. Until it's sorted out, you're not welcome here. Is there a lot of drama in uh, Canadian comedy? No, nah, there's on, not man? too much. But I mean, uh, you know, come I, on, tell me. I, you just uh, you just don't need that crap. You know, yes. like let's yeah. all we're, this industry is hard enough as it is. Barry, oh yeah, is this in the states too? All I mean, there's drama every industry, but uh, yeah, yeah. This kind of stuff we're talking about here does it? Go oh, on in the US? I, you know, I'm 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 not extremely familiar. I mean, we've just only. Started going to the U.S. for yes. like a year and a bit, so I'm not right. completely familiar. I'm sure there is. I mean, comedians are insane. But right? hey, let lunatics. me talk about Louis you know, Has anyone offered you an Xbox? <laughs> not Do you yet. know what I mean? <laughs> not yet. Okay. And well, I was kind of offended, to be well, honest. The, yeah. Louis C.K., though, was accused by female comics of some uh, improper behavior. Yeah. Uh, so how do we work on someone like him? Well, it's that's and again, that's you know, there's super, accusations. It's truth, super I'm, disheartening. So yes. you know, I, I mean, I don't know what Is to that, think on the matter. I, I do improv, so it's he's not. It's not like he's a hero, and a you know, and I'm totally heartbroken. Mm-hmm. But it is um, it's an uncomfortable thing to have yes. be out there. Yes, uh, and it's you know, it's I. I think as a person, if you try, you you need to try to live your life in a way that you get never, you you know, you're just never drawn into something like that, even in an accusatory way. So yes. be a good person. Just everybody be. Let's all be just, nice. Just be cool. Come on, like me. You know? Look, I don't slag anyone on here. We just edit it out. I'm or, Santa Cruz. Or don't stop taking your meds, you know, <laughs> yeah. or whatever it is. That's right? a key one right there. Yeah. Key, stick to the quaaludes yourself, Cosby. I'm Santa Carusi, and this is the Industry Edition with Barry Taylor from Comedy Records and Gary Rideout from Comedy Bar on Inside Jokes, Talk Radio, AM 640. Now back to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio, AM 640 at HD Radio. And we're back on our Industry Edition of Inside Jokes. I'm Santa Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 with Barry Taylor from Comedy Records and Gary Rideout from Comedy Bar. We learned a lot, guys. Awesome. I appreciate the time. I want to ask you both one question uh, before we get into the plug section, because this is about promoting who what funny comic are you? uh, I know you don't want to favor one because you see so many, but who are you watching out for and who's in a growth mode that you really enjoy? Barry Taylor. In the Toronto scene or just in general? Yeah, just in general. Huh. That's a good question. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to uh, shamelessly plug my partner because yes. he is very quiet and doesn't promote himself nearly his enough. His name? His name is Tim Golden, and okay. he's absolutely hilarious. And uh, he's, he's he just... How long has he been around? Where is he? He's played? originally from Boston, actually. Okay. And uh, he, he's got the Boston accent like Bill Burr? That uh, was my no. bad Boston. No, he's... That was really good. He, was it, did you like that? that? Yours is better than his, yeah. <laughs> no, he's... Uh, I love Bill Burr. He's just... Uh, he's a hilarious dude, and uh, he just doesn't... He's got an album. He just doesn't care. He's on the original Comedy Records Presents. Okay. And you can find him on Twitter at Trustigo. And how about you, uh, Gary? Uh, I I think uh, Chris Locke's super funny. Yep. Uh, Tim Gilbert. Tim Gilbert, he's going to yeah. be on the show. I'm hoping uh, next week. Tim. Amanda Brooke Perrin. There's yep. a lot of great stand Yes, Amanda right Brooke Perrin, right? Um, I will, in, you know, I will plug uh, my fiance, Carly yes. Heffernan. She's a, a phenomenal, yeah, you know, great improviser, and uh, you know, someone's good when your peers say so. And I hear a lot of good things about Carly. Yeah, she's killing it right now. Yeah, good. I and, wanted her uh, on the show, but I, yeah. I gave you about five minutes notice on that, so I apologize, Carly. <laughs> yeah. I'll have you on a different show. Okay, so guys, um, plug what you got coming up, Barry. 
Uh, we've got a new album from Steph Tolev coming out. Yes, yeah, yay! on the twenty second. It's uh, called Hot and Hungry. It's hilarious, and, and it's released on, on iTunes. Uh, yeah, it's available. You can comedyrecords.ca or I mean everywhere: iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Spotify, nice. all that stuff. Uh, Brian O'Gorman's got an album coming out, and a couple Americans: Julia Rossi and Andy Fiore. How about you, Gary? I'm uh, just doing shows at Comedy Bar all the time. Come by anytime, comedybar.ca. I'm playing some shows. There's some great stand-ups coming up, some okay. great local stuff. And please, we want to hear from you at Inside Joke 640 on Twitter and Instagram. Also on Facebook. Uh, I'm Sandra Carusi with producer Vince Tedesco. Vince? Uh, our Comedy Rx for the week is the one and only Miss Kathleen Madigan. Brand new year, 2016. Get in shape, kids. Here's why you hate going to, to the, the gym. gym. Cindy is 21. Cindy is in shape. Cindy is happy to be alive. Everything is going great in Cindy's world. You get the happiest thing ever. But her voice is so high. The tone and the pitch, when she spoke, all I heard was a Yorkie barking. I swear to God. I, that's all I heard. Hi, 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 hi. Phillips I got. I can't speak to this lady. Like I have money. Can't I just go in? No. Okay, Kathleen, before you can get in and everything. Okay. Um, we have to write down some of your goals. Cindy, Cindy, I don't. I don't have any goals here. Maybe that's weird, but I, I don't. I don't. I don't have any goals. I, I'm not here for offense, Cindy. I'm here for defense. There's a big difference. I am here to try and pull a fourth quarter Hail Mary pass out of my ass before things get weird. Now, I don't know if that's possible, but I'm willing to pay $62 a month to not come here and find out. (laughs) Kathleen, but Kathleen, that's so sad. No, it's the, it's not sad. It's just well, I have to put something on the form or I'm gonna get in trouble. Okay, here's my goal. Ready? Ready? Here's my goal. I am here to delay the date and severity of my impending stroke. You don't see the gym as a fun place. (sighs) Well, I don't, Sydney. And I think at my age, uh, I think I know what's fun to me, and I think I know what's not fun to me. Uh, A bar is fun to to me. Trust me, year after year, I reprove it and reprove it. I I really have a lot of fun in a bar. A gym? No. No, no. I've never stayed at a gym so long I got kicked out. <laughs> never. Bye. Yay, thanks for listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Is it over? <laughs>